In this episode, we talk about what is the alternative. We understand that changing your life is hard work. It requires investing in yourself via finances to hire a coach, your time, your energy to show up for yourself, to meal plan, to shop, to show up at the gym, all of the things. But what we're asking you to do today is to think about what's the alternative. What's the alternative if we don't show up, if we don't work on our goals and the longevity of life if we don't take control of our lifestyle habits, our routines, and our behaviors. So take a deep dive with us today, and we hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please like, share, rate us, and review. This is the best way for us to grow our podcast and reach others around the world, and it is the best honor to receive your reviews. If you want to leave us a five-star rating and review, we'd be happy to read that review on the upcoming episodes, and we hope you all have a great weekend. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello, hello. Happy Friday, everyone. It is finally nice here in Chicago, and I am all for it. It's just, you know, seasonal pressure, seasonal depression is real. Mm-hmm. It is, when it is cold and not enjoyable to be outside, especially when you have small children, it's so much easier now to entertain Carson when we get home from day- daycare. It's like, I want to go outside. I'm like, perfect. Let's go. Yep. We're going to bike. The, the big park. Yes. We have all, all of our parks are named by colors that Carson has chosen. So it's blue park, green park, pink park, purple park, water park, which is by our little like lake that we have in our subdivision. It's great. Yes. I'm just happy that the sun is shining. Sunshine makes my heart smile. It makes me so happy. I just want to be outside all day. I don't even care if it's like forties. I can deal with the forties. I can't deal with the twenties. Thirties is okay. But, um, you know, just walking. We've gone on a couple of walks today. It's just so nice when the sun is shining. So it just mm-hmm. brightens your day. Um, so yeah, we're excited. And also happy belated St. Patrick's Day. Fun fact, St. Patrick's Day used to be like my party day. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was bigger than Super Bowl for us. Like all of our friends from college for a few years after college, we would meet up like we, mm. people would fly in that weekend was like our weekend to hang out. Um, obviously not even works. I don't even think I could hang if I tried. I definitely cannot. Nope. That is a for sure. You I have experimented it. recently. It does not go well. I, it's sad. It is. It's kind of like a grieving process for me. I don't know. I, just, I cannot drink anymore. It's like, <laughs> it's probably a good thing for my health, obviously. Um, but you know, it's just, it's it's sad because I do enjoy a couple drinks here and there. My body does not. Yeah. It's funny when we were at your house and Nick was like, yeah, taking you to Broadway would be a little risky. Oh, yeah. No, Nick does not take me anywhere where there is heavy drinking. And because I will try. I will try. I'm a, you know, I'm a soldier. I'm going to try. But then you, so like two quick stories. We've been to Vegas. We've been to Broadway in Nashville. Both of them have ended up with Nick leaving me in the hotel room, passed out and going back out because I don't last long. Like in broad, we went to like a very nice place in Nashville one night when we were down there. And here's, let me preface a little bit. We went to Nashville because it was the year that I was supposed to go to, go to the CrossFit games 
ruptured my Achilles training for regionals. It was kind of like a, it was that weekend was supposed to be the regionals weekend that I competed. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a, let's go to a trip so that like, we don't have to think about it. Cause it was, I, I dedicated my year, like multiple years to training for this. And it like, you know, kind of got taken away from me with that injury. So it was kind of like a sorrow type weekend. Like I'm going to drink my sorrows away. But anyways, we went to like this nice dinner place in Nashville and had dinner at like 6 PM. I got super wasted before dinner and ended up, we ordered like some family style mo- food and I ordered, I ended up eating the entire bowl of mashed potatoes by myself. And then I fell asleep at the table. <laughs> it was at like 6 30 PM. I don't even know what I would do if that happened. And I was there I'd probably like hitting you and making you drink water or something. Nick gets so embarrassed by me and I just, I can't do it. I can't hang. It's That's like, so funny. I'm a firecracker. I'm super fun for like 30 minutes. And then I need to go to bed. That's so funny. See, I just get into like the Energizer Bunny mode where I'm like, yeah. Like even when we have friends over here, I'm like, oh, we're not really gonna have that many drinks. And then all of a sudden it's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm like, I don't even know where, what have we done in the last three hours? Just talking. I don't know. I just turn into the Energizer Bunny and also think that I, I can be like a hip hop dancer. That was my thing mm. in college. Just like I would turn into what I thought was like the best hip hop dancer and it was entertaining. You know, my friends thought it was fun, but uh, yeah, no, no more of that. Mom life is... Maybe I give it one more go. Maybe we, <laughs> we could try. <laughs> we could try. Although we're, I'm going to... Uh, still up in the air if you guys are coming with us. Uh, the original plan was we were going to leave on Mardi Gras day. And so <laughs> my comment to Nick and no, Becca... No, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah. Sorry, Cinco de Mayo. My comment to Nick and Becca was like, well, if you're traveling with the Romans and it's Cinco de Mayo, know that we're definitely going to have a margarita before we board that flight. Well, for sure. If we, I think I would be more likely, if you wanted to change the trip back to Thursday through Sunday, I would be more likely to go. I am not a weeknight drinker. Yeah, no, that would be real rough. I mean, we, I don't know. We already booked our flights and it was cheap and we can't find the hotel. So, I know, I know. Um, yes, update. We are, Art and I are like real serious and mm-hmm. also very quickly. Yeah, very sad, but also, you know, sometimes like when you just feel that on your heart, like the, the heart strings, it's like we knew we were going down anyway. And I'm like, well, we just need to have mm-hmm. our ducks in a row. We need to know, you know, what can we afford? What areas should we look at and stuff like that? So we're getting really excited. If you're listening to this podcast and you live in the Nashville area or the suburbs, let me know what suburb are you in? What do you recommend uh, that we do while we're there? Because we're not staying on Broadway. We're staying out by Opryland. And then we're going to, our plan is to spend um, the afternoons. I'll work in the morning and the afternoons. We'll drive around to the different pockets and just see the different towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, obviously like Nick and I right now, it's a little bit, we just moved into a new house a year and a half ago. You technically have to be in a house for two years or else you like owe more money if you try to move within the two years. So is that, is that another Illinois thing? I don't know. That's stupid. I don't know. Is Illinois is yeah, stupid? Yeah, I'm not sure. So <laughs> Illinois is stupid. I'm sure about that. I'm not sure about the law. Um, so, and you know, it, it's Nick's main company is here. He could move to Tennessee because his um, couple companies that he works with are there. It's probably like the only place we could move. Um but yeah, I mean, listen, the more and more I learn about Illinois and how awful this state is, the more and more I'm ready to move. The biggest thing for us is family. We have family, all of our families here. And that yeah. for us is a big, big thing because, yeah. you know, it's the grandchildren. And yeah, I told my mother-in-law, you're welcome to fly down and stay with us a few weeks or a month, fly back. Flights are cheap. The pockets that we're looking at are kind of by the airport. So it'd be yeah. really convenient. So I don't know. We just, uh, my, as we were talking about, you know, just on our walk, we just got to see, you know, ABC, what do we need to do? What are the steps? And 
I'm just trusting God that he's got a plan and mm-hmm. he knows better than I do because, you know, we could have tried to force this uh, last year towards the end yeah. of the year when we sold our gym. But, you know, this is kind of a time we feel at peace with things and, um, you know, we're just, we're ready, whatever plan yeah. he's got. I think also I am totally the personality that I fear big change like that. Like that's something that is very different between mm-hmm. Liz and I is like Liz is much more of the risk take per per personality, which is a good balance I think for us in business to mm-hmm. an extent, but I am definitely the, I like, you know, my routine. I like knowing that my kid finally doesn't cry when I drop him off at daycare. I, <laughs> all of those things that I like don't want to go back to. And you know, it's, it's the family here and all of that. And it's just really scary. I've never moved in my life. I've always mm-hmm. lived in Chicago. Um, and I think that's, I, I mean, we lived in Philadelphia for a short period of time when I was an infant. I do not remember. Um, so obviously, you know, for our children, I guess it would be a good time to move because I don't remember those times in life. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I am so much more the fear of move. Yeah. You know, picking up and moving. Yeah. People do it all the time though, you know? Well, I think, you know, it kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about today. Like I think about what's the alternative, you know, staying here. Because I grew up in Illinois, in Southern Illinois, went to school in uh, Bloomington, Illinois, Illinois State, and then moved up to the Naperville area after. And, you know, I've been here since. And, um, you know, two big things for me is I want to get into a place, you know, before Marcus goes to school. uh, And then, you know, just being in that area before we expand our family. I think that's really important because I'm not trying to be eight months, nine months pregnant moving, Um, you know, so yeah, I'm excited. We will just have to see. We'll keep you guys updated, but um, you know, maybe you're a year behind us or maybe even two years. That's fine. But hopefully the plan is that we relocate together because it's scary. There's a lot of, even though I, you know, I'm very excited about it. I try to focus on the positives. There's a lot of holy shit. This might actually happen. And looking around my house, you know, that I love. And th- and there's people here, right? Like you, mm-hmm. Trish, you know, Art's mom. Um, you know, but the more that I've thought about it, I said this to, you know, my family, because some of my siblings are in Illinois, but they're Southern Illinois. I'm like, even some of our friends here that have kids that we see, we maybe see them two, three times a year. Mm-hmm. Like I see you and Trish more and, you know, hopefully... Th- you'll move or Mm -hmm. you know trish will just visit and stuff but everybody else is kind of like we will maybe even see you more if you come visit or we come back here or something like that so it's not going to be crazy i don't know that's just uh, me trying to find the silver lining and the fact that this is a very massive change that we're about to embark on but again i'm just trusting god i really feel in my heart like this is the, the right thing for us and so i think i have that peace um too so I don't know, but at the end of the day, what is the alternative? That's what we're here to talk about today. Yes. Because the alternative is staying in Illinois, which is not an option. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, this place sucks. I'm just going to be straightforward about it. Um, But how we're talking about the alternative today is kind of the idea of not taking action on things. Because I think a lot of people, you want to do things. I want to eat healthier You know, I I think of like we receive a bunch of emails every day in response to some email sequences that we have got to new people that join our Facebook group and stuff like that. And there's so many people. I want to be healthier. I want to lose weight this year. I want to be toned. I want whatever their goals are. We respond to pretty much all of those emails. And when we hear action that people are taking on them, it's pretty much 
well, nothing's worked, or I haven't come up with a plan yet, or there's all these wants in life. There's all these desires that we have, but never are we taking action on them. Or very infrequently do we hear like, I have this in place, I have this in place, I'm doing this every day. And it's like, I want to eat healthier, or I'm trying to eat healthier. Well, what does that look like? Like, or, you know, I thought about doing this program, but it's too expensive. So, so we're not doing anything instead. It's just like, there are, there are so many areas that we just sit idle instead of taking the risk because the risk is scary. Yep. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, what, what do you truly want? And I think everybody knows the saying out there, but it's very true. You know, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And so you can be wishing to lose weight. I wish that I was more confident and, you know, felt better in my skin. I wish that I had more energy, but why aren't you taking action to make those things come to fruition? Because you can do it. All things are possible if you're willing to put in the work. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I just haven't found the perfect plan yet. Or you might be Googling things and seeing, you know, different supplements or detox teas. And guys, listen, I did this for a long time. I just posted about it today. I have tried so many diets way back in the day, all before I was 26. When I was writing that email to our email list uh, this morning, I was like, shit. I did a lot of dieting and I tried a lot of things, even unhealthy things like hydroxy cut and appetite suppressants because I was in a place that I wanted a quick fix and I didn't want to do a lot of the hard work. And then I finally got to the place where I was ready to do the hard work and I went to the extremes, right? Like I went 1200 calories and then going to the gym twice a day. I've talked about that before and that didn't work either because my body was so stressed. It was not going to respond. And so at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, if you don't start taking action now, what is the alternative? Where will you be a year from now? Will you be sitting in the same place, only 20 pounds heavier because you didn't start working on your health, maybe changing your nutrition? And guys, it doesn't have to be drastic. It can be 1% better. I've talked about this. You know, when I chose to stop dieting, and actually start changing who I was and changing my lifestyle, I went about it with zero rules other than I want to be 1% better every day. I want to improve today on something that I didn't do great at yesterday. And that's how I eventually broke away from stress eating and emotional eating. And yes, I still battled with times where I overconsumed. Everybody does. To this day, I've still had times where I'm like, huh, shouldn't have had the second cookie or shouldn't have had that third glass of wine or whole bottle of wine, right? Like I'm not perfect. I'm not here to preach, you know, being perfect. But what I am here to challenge you today is if you don't start taking action, what is the alternative? Will you be in a diseased state? Will you gain weight? Will you feel worse off than you do? You guys, Becca and I were talking about this on our walk earlier. There is a level of new normal we have never seen before in our industry. We talk to every people every day that are unwell, They're unwell mentally, but they are unwell physically. They think that weight loss is the goal. Yet when we dive into the symptoms, we're seeing so many more people with gut health issues, with more thyroid issues being turned away from their, like by their doctors saying like, you have thyroid nodules. We'll just keep an eye on it. You don't need any medication. No advice on what to do, how to change, you know, their nutrition intake. No advice on further testing to get for the symptoms such as joint pain and fatigue. This is a call that I had yesterday. And it's very disheartening because these people are unwell. They go through life feeling like something is wrong with them because they don't understand. They're not educated and supported by their doctors to understand that there's dysfunction occurring in the body and your immune system is charged up 
and they're just swept away. Sweep it under the rug. Come back if you have any more problems. Sorry you feel this way. Try to eat 1,200 calories, lose some weight. That's literally what most people hear from their doctors. Yeah, absolutely. And we have this situation where people don't think that it's worth investing money. And, you know, to an extent, I get it. You've probably been burned one too many times by your doctor or by someone telling you that, you know, oh, what you're dealing with is normal. You know, not going to the bathroom daily is normal or having horrible PMS symptoms is normal as a female or like society makes you feel like it's normal. But then we don't want to ever, you know, take the action to change it. And so we end up living life uncomfortable. You guys, Liz and I have spent a lot of money. I shouldn't say spent. We've invested a lot of money in not only our business, but ourselves personally. Not all of those things have worked out like I thought they would. None of them do I regret spending the money. None of them. None of them do I like stay up at night and think, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have spent that $1,000 five years ago on that situation. Because all of that I've learned from. I've learned from something. I've learned myself better. I've learned habits. I've learned techniques. I've learned skills. All of those things. And I'll be totally honest. I'm pretty freaking good at discipline. I do not do things all the time by myself. I do not keep myself to certain schedules very well sometimes. I do not keep myself to certain you know deadlines sometimes. So I need, I know I need the help. I know I do. But for whatever reason, we somehow don't think that when we go to invest in these situations. We think like, you know what? My health really isn't worth $300 a month or 400 or whatever the hell the price is. Like, no, I'll just stay miserable. We don't have that conversation with ourselves. We think, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. I don't think I can afford that. So then we stay sick or we stay not happy or not confident. Like the hard truth is, there has to be some type of action taken. There has to be some type of investment. There has to be some type of decision you make because otherwise you will stay stuck. You will absolutely stay stuck. I posted today about basically the concept of if you do not take action, your life will be a result of your circumstances that you face because you did not take the step ahead of time to create your circumstances. The circumstances will be thrust upon you, whether that is about health and your deteriorating health that will continue to get worse and then you will be forced to take action, whether it's about unhappiness in your life that eventually turns into, I don't know, a divorce down the line, God forbid, or you know more sickness or something that your body ten- creates because of all the dysfunction that's happening. Like I hate to be morbid here or like really Debbie Downer, but this is the reality of it. The reality is that right now, you know, some people, maybe you weren't sick enough. You weren't unwell enough to care, but eventually that's going to happen. And so why not take advantage of the time now that things aren't horrible to start getting ahead of it, to start investing in yourself, to start investing in your health. Because otherwise, you guys, in life, in health, Liz and I and our coaches have a quite a bit of experience around this. I will be the first to tell you, dysfunction, one, does not get better on your own, on its own. And two, it usually gets worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think you have to ask yourself, of, you know, what's the alternative here if I don't invest in myself and I don't seek help? from whoever it is. And there's a a great post that I shared a couple days ago, and I'm going to walk you guys through it because it's a different way of thinking, right? I know for me, when I hear a price tag on something, I'm immediately like, "Mm, okay, let me evaluate and weigh this out. Okay, $350 or $400 a month. Okay, it's, it's, it's an investment. But then I think about what are all the things that I spend money on that are stupid, right? 
like Starbucks, or if you go out to eat, and Art and I have talked about this many times, like we really evaluate how much we go out to eat because it's at least $80 without any cocktails. And when I go out to eat, I like to have a cocktail or two. So let's tack on another 40 bucks there easily because you're out to eat and you want to have a couple of cocktails. That's just how we live. Um, and that's no appetizers. That's just myself, Art, usually Marcus is you know always with us. And then you have the tip. You're a jerk if you don't tip, so you need to tip well. And so $120, maybe that's once a week, times that by three or four. Okay, well, there's the money that I need to invest into myself. Like I have coaches, Becca has coaches, right? We take our money and we look at our priorities and then there are sacrifices that we make. But I'm going to read this uh, post to you because I think this is really important and it comes from a financial guy. So this guy says, I go to a gym that I like a lot. My coach is amazing and I have lost a lot of weight. I'm in the best shape of my life. My gym costs about $250 a month, so it's kind of expensive. A friend of mine makes fun of me for this because he has told me many times that I'm overpaying for my gym membership. He goes to Planet Fitness, which is only 10 bucks a month, but I will say that he rarely goes. And when he does, he half asses his workouts and he is still overweight. I was considering finding a cheaper gym, so I started going through my expenses for the month, and I was in a call with my financial advisor, and I brought this up to him to see what his opinion was. He proceeded to give me some of the best behavioral finance advice I've ever received. He says, your friend can't believe you pay $250 a month to be in great shape. I can't believe your friend is willing to stay fat for $240 a month. Genius. If you're debating an expense, inverse the costs and the benefits. Am I willing to pay $250 a month in order to be in great shape? Becomes, am I willing to be out of shape in exchange for being paid $250 a month? Guys, that's powerful stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell you that you need to go out and hire a one on one trainer or sign up for an expensive gym. I am here to tell you, as a previous gym owner, $250 a month is very, very reasonable. When you think about what you would pay somebody one-on-one, it's usually for a good trainer, 80 to 120 an hour. Our gym membership was about 70 to $80 uh, a week. So it was in this ballpark, 250 to 300 a month. But you were in small group classes, six to eight people. You had a coach that had eyes on you. You got individualized coaching. And we, back in the day, offered nutrition as well. And it's life-changing. And so for people who are out there thinking that like Planet Fitness, you know, it's cheap, you got to ask yourself, Am I pushing myself? Am I following a progressive training program? Am I showing up? Most importantly, you know that the business model for Planet Fitness and some of these ten dollar, you know, a month deals nine ninety nine. The reason why that remains their business model is because they sign thousands of people up and none of them come. They wouldn't be able to keep the gym running if all those people actually came. They bank on the fact that people aren't going to come because ten dollars a month is not enough pain for the person to call and cancel mm-hmm. or. Worse, go through exports cancellation policy, which is the pain. Oh, in the- yes. Terrible. Yes. I remember. I will. I belonged to LA Fitness for a short period of time and the cancellation policy is awful. I believe for export to this day, you still have to write a letter and send it in the mail to their corporate office and then mm-hmm. it has to go through processing. So like, you can't even just go into the gym and fill out paperwork, which is annoying in and of itself, right? You have to physically mail a letter, wait it for it to go through processing. And then in that whole time frame, they're getting another month mm-hmm. from you. It's ridiculous. It's so, and this is something <laughs> accumulation of that price that you just paid for Planet Fitness for a year, two years plus, like, you know, $250, $300. Yeah, it's a small amount of money, but it got you nothing. 
it got you nothing. And so what you are getting for an investment of a program, a gym, a coaching program, a mentorship, like that's life-changing. That is the words that many of our clients have used that I know I've used about programs I've done. Like they are life-changing. I've had extreme epiphanies during them when you you work on them, obviously. Like you can't just join a program and expect that it's just going to work for you. You have to work in it, obviously. But we also want to talk a little bit about that accumulation effect. Like the little decisions that you are making daily make a difference. I actually had a conversation with a client today about this. And she said, you know, one of the biggest things that I've taken away from this program is I look at going out to eat differently. I look at vacations differently. Like we're about to go on a vacation this weekend and yeah, we're going to have some drinks. But I told my husband, I was like, I still want to eat healthy. I want to pick good food options. And I go, you know what that does across the course of a year? All of the weekend trips away, all of the times out to eat. That's the difference between you going on a vacation, gaining a few pounds and not losing all of it back. And then by the end of the year, you're up five pounds from all those little things where the weight spiked, but then it didn't come all the way back down because we decided to YOLO. We decided to make the decision of I'm on a vacation, I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. And the mindset piece of it that that programs teach, the right programs, the programs that don't just give you a stupid meal plan, like programs that actually teach you the emotional connection to food and how you view your life, how you view your lifestyle around food. And so the accumulation effect of those little decisions throughout the year, those little decisions every day. We we're actually having our Fit Mom group read Atomic Habits right now. And he talks about the 1% better rule, 1% better every day. Focus on going to bed 1% better than you woke up. And the percent difference he's calculated by the end of the year, you're 37% better. Yep. And That's what's incredible. And what's the alternative? You're 0% better and you're probably taking multiple steps backwards. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Everybody has their days. Everybody has their weeks that things feel really hard. You have a high stress time, emotions maybe uh, all over the place, depending upon what you're experiencing in life. And we don't feel like, you know, we're in our groove. We don't feel motivated to go to the gym. We don't feel motivated to go to the grocery store. Like, guys, I get it. Becca gets it. But I always ask myself, what's the alternative if I just give up on myself today? If I just put a bunch of junk in my body and I don't move my body, how am I going to feel? I'm going to feel a lot like I did when I was over 200 pounds. And that's tired, crabby, and not confident. And I don't want to feel that way. And so that's what helps me show up, even if it's not my best workout, even if it's not 110%, right? Even if it is just going through the motions, I'm still showing up because I want to be proud right? I want to feel good. I want to have good energy. I want to sleep well. I want to have good digestion. I don't want to have the gas, you know, smelly gas and constipation and and things like that. I want to feel well. And even if it is not perfect, if you just start making some of these small changes and then you compile them every single day to be a little bit better every single day, you will get to where you want to be. And before you know it, you're going to wake up and you're a totally different person. But you have to make the decision to start doing that and be committed to it, as we have talked about many, many, many times on this podcast. So instead of evaluating like, what are all the things I need to do and need to change? How much is this going to cost me in terms of my time, my finances, my energy? Ask yourself, what's the alternative if I don't? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like in the morning, every single choice you're making, and this is a big thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is the awareness around their choices. Because we've said this before, a lot of what you do in the day is autopilot. 
it's almost subconscious. Like pay, I've actually started paying attention to this. They say that how you wash in the shower, like how you do things, the order you do things, when you brush your teeth, all of these little things, like when you go to bed, the order that you do, like I always go to the bathroom first, I brush my teeth, I remove my makeup, I get dressed in my pajama, I go like there are things that are literally you don't even realize you do. Everyone ever experienced like I got I drove to work and I don't even remember how I got there like it's just like these which is kind of scary to think about it but anyways these autopilot things and so we don't even have awareness sometimes around the decisions that we make in a day the amount of snacking that we do the amount of times we talk negatively about our, about ourselves or say negative things in general like the amount of times that we complain about our current situation about our life about all the hard things in your life like you guys none of that is helping you. None of it. And so we have to, one, become aware of it first and then decide, what am I going to start putting in place? What am I going to start doing to get ahead of these triggers, to get ahead of these habits that I've created that aren't helping me right now? Because I'll be the first to tell you, you're not going to wake up one day and they're just going to (laughs) disappear. Your bad habits are going to continue to get worse the more you do them. And so you have to create awareness around them. And I think a really good way to do this for a lot of people is asking yourself the question, Once you've created the awareness, so for example, I'm aware I'm snacking throughout the day. I'm taking bites of things, whether it's my kid's food, out of the pantry I decide to walk by and just grab something out of the pantry, out of the fridge, the brownies that are on the counter, whatever the hell it is, snacking. Once I'm aware of doing it, force yourself to stop for just one day, one day, and see how many times you go to do it. Count, count, keep count, keep a tally on your phone, on a piece of paper, whatever, and then Ask yourself before you are about to do it, how am I going to feel about this afterwards? Is this going to help me towards the goals that I have myself for myself? Is it going to hinder? Am I going to feel angry tomorrow? Same thing with waking up early in the morning, you know? Like, I don't want to wake up to work out. I don't want to wake up to do whatever. Okay, what if you don't? What if you don't work out? Sure, you get an extra 20, 30 minutes in bed probably poor shitty sleep because you're hitting the snooze button a bunch of times, which isn't actually very good sleep anyways to begin with. And then you wake up and you start your day frantic, not ahead of the game, not having gotten your workout in, not having gotten any time to yourself. And then your mind is boggled because you are angry at your children. You're angry towards your husband because you never had the time for yourself. And start asking yourself those things when you don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do this, but what happens if I don't? I stay stuck. I stay in this cycle of repeating this habit and it's going to become harder and harder and harder to break. And so try asking yourself different questions, not, oh, I don't want to wake up. You know, sleeping more sounds really nice. That's, that's, that sounds like a good situation right now. But what if I don't? What if I don't get up? What else do I get? I get staying stuck in my body right now. I stay not getting any time for myself in the morning. I stay continuing to be in a bad mood all day because I didn't have that time for myself. So we need to start looking at the alternative. We need to start looking at the things that we are missing by not taking action. Yeah, and I think it's really powerful when you experience what hard work and showing up for yourself does and how it makes you feel because every single time you say you're gonna do something and you don't do it, you subconsciously tell yourself you're not worthy. Your goals aren't important enough. And at the end of the day, guys, Becca and I don't wanna get up at five o'clock in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, We love our cozy beds just as much as you. I love snuggling with my husband. You know, like I love my bed. I like sleep too. You know, (laughs) there's nothing that I don't like about it. But what I like more 
then that five minutes of being uncomfortable of getting out of my bed and okay, it's a little cold, getting dressed, getting ready to go to the gym is how I feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. And being attacking my day, right? Being in charge of my priorities and not letting my mind tell me otherwise because you can rationalize anything. Um, And so I think this is where you just have to come, you have to make a decision not to give yourself a choice. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I would say helps me is planning ahead. Last night, we're laying on the couch watching a movie. I have a couple of meals that I prepped for this week. I go ahead and plug those in. The decisions are made for me. Last night, I wrote everything in my fitness pal that I was going to eat today. The decisions are there. I include things that I like. Right now, I'm loving the Catalina Crunch Keto Cookie. It tastes like an Oreo. I have one of those. After dinner, that's kind of been my nighttime thing if I don't have enough calories for a protein mug cake. One of the two. So I kind of see how my day plays out. And if I need to adjust for some reason, I can do that. I'm not chained to this, but I will tell you that from a a discipline standpoint and a willpower standpoint, We make 35,000 decisions a day. Wild. Look it up on Google. 35,000 decisions people make on average a day. Do you think that if you have no plan going into your day and you wake up frantic, you hit the snooze button, you're angry, you're frustrated, right? You're, You're moody. Do you think that you are going to make the best decisions by the end of the day after you are exhausted because you've been making decisions all day long? No, you're not going to make a great decision. And no, you're not going to have great willpower either because you probably didn't make good decisions with your food. And so now you're tired and you're maybe craving things or maybe you skipped meals, right? And you're so hungry that you just face plant into things, all the things at home and you end up over consuming and you over consume junk and then you feel bad about yourself and then you don't feel good enough to get up to go to the gym. And this cycle continues. It's a vicious cycle. So this is where you have to make the decision to take charge and to own your life and to show up for yourself. Plan ahead. Get rid of as many barriers as possible because that is the only thing that you can do. You can't control what's going to happen throughout the day, but what you can control is having a plan for how you're going to nourish your body, when you're going to work out, your boss may piss you off, even though you're having a, a rocking day and you feel really proud of all the things that you're doing. But guess what? When that happens, you're going to respond better because you took control of your life and you're actually prioritizing yourself. And so we talk about this all the time. The way you show up for yourself improves how you show up in every other area of your life. And so ask yourself today, if you're unhappy with something, if you don't start taking action and you don't take things into your own hands and take control of it, what's the alternative? Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.